Good evening. What scares you? What do you think would scare someone who's seen everything but the wind? This is a riddle for no one that actually has an answer. Anything can be spooky. It's just a matter of what scares you. Welcome to the Most Things Spooky podcast. I'm your mediocre host with the most things spooky, Chase. We'll dig up cemeteries, witches, urban legends, haunts, and of course, most things spooky. Good evening. This is Chase. Your host with the most things spooky, TM. I'm looking at about 10 minutes after 8, Wednesday, December the 8th. I have finally finished my short story that I'm somewhat proud of. I started it Sunday night, I finished it tonight. So, four nights worth of writing. Um, without further ado, I will get started, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get spooky. The sadness from a nostalgic memory. The deja vu is all too familiar. Won't you reunite me with this feeling? Take me back to this sense of normalcy. Why did this ever leave me? Who am I to demand such a response? Who is even listening to me? She always did. She listens so well. It nearly is a shame that she's gone. Although, she never left. I knew far better than to act upon this whim of happenstance. My feeling was gone. My actions were unpredictable. Although I saw them coming. One could say it is a coffin, of sorts, a wooden lid that my feet so longingly trod upon daily. It's almost as if I feel each footstep was one more attempt to jar her awake. Nothing. Only silence. Not even the expected slight ringing in my ears from the quiet. All at once, something happened. Something unpredictable. Perhaps it was just a lowly bird perched atop his favorite branch. Maybe. What an oddly strange sound by a fowl to be made. Perchance it to be the neighbor's dog? Regardless, an audible cough has to be traced back to its source. I must address this sound to not be the expected sound. This sound made was made by someone choking. I paced a dirtless furrow. I grew mad with the repetitive sound. Why me? How could she have forced my hand? When did I intend to address my temper in order to protect her? So many questions. And only myself to not only ask, but wholeheartedly place the blame. Then all at once it ceased, 
No more gagging. No more coughing. No more pacing. Before I realized my actions, I had stripped my floor of every wooden plank within an eight-foot radius. Then I saw her. Had I not known for a fact that I had ended her life, I would have sworn that she too saw me. Her cold, dead eyes locked in a strange duel that she was destined to win. Gravity then appeared and insisted that her head tilt ever so gingerly to her left, my right. This caused a stir inside of me, leading me to drop my lantern into the below crawl space. Darkness. Darkness as black as pitch, carefully guiding myself down into the hole that I had made in a blind rage. I felt around for the hopefully unbroken lantern. The irony of my wedding band touching the lantern first was almost amusing. I fingered my coat pocket for the book of matches I always kept in their own particular place. Salvation. My very first attempt at striking brought forth a calming illumination of what lied underneath the flooring. I was alone. But where was she? I was almost more disappointed than afraid. I fancied one last kiss upon her cold lips. But she was gone. Upon taking a few quick steps backwards, I fell upon my back. As I lie there staring at the seemingly deep, dark hole just in arm's reach, my mind began to race. Where was the beautiful corpse? I knew for a fact that she was no longer alive. My white knuckles cracked around her porcelain neck as her body sooner than later ceased its writhing. Perhaps I had dreamt the entire ordeal. I know better. This beautiful maiden was rather unwilling to accompany me for the evening. There was nothing that I could say to convince her of all the fun that awaited us together. She soon had enough of my incessant begging and turned to walk away. Then I remembered. Oh, how I remembered. All that I did was try to convey my ever so sincere condolences to her upon the loss of her father. With his body being cared for by my funeral parlor, I felt it all too obligatory not to behave this way towards her. But for someone of her beauty, I felt to offer her a lozenge for her terrible cough. I felt compared, compelled, excuse me, to compliment her on her beauty. All the niceties will be spared. She broke my heart in just a matter of moments. Upon her turning her heels into the opposite direction, I gave no thought to my next action. I sprinted in her direction, and then at the last possible instant, gave, a, gave my flattened open palms an introduction to her back. All at once, she yelped as her neck was thrown backwards to where we made eye contact. Although to her confusion, I appeared upside down. I quickly flipped her onto her back and grabbed her windpipe. She wasn't gone just yet. Oh no. I made sure I kept her alive long enough for her to see the devil in my eyes as she slowly closed hers. It was done. For once the devil played God. 
she'll never again spurn my advances. Fortunately for me, she would have been the last mourner to leave my parlor. It was a secret only for me to keep. She was petite. I barely strained while placing her into the dumbwaiter to lower her into my living quarters, where she and I would soon be retiring for the evening. As I slowly walked down the staircase, my mind troubled me. I was longing for a night of excuse me, I was longing for a night of a quieter and much softer type of revelry. Just companionship. No, it's not solely my fault. She turned me down. Perhaps for the love of another? I almost felt as if she'd not be inside the door of the dumbwaiter. Almost like this was a dream. But there she was, my beautiful bride adorned in black, with a thump that would have wakened the dead. With a thump that would have woken the dead, I tossed her onto the floor and watched her lie there. For the life of me, I don't know where she is now. Here I sit in a deep, dark hole, all alone. I grow so tired of being alone. I have my predeceased wife to thank for that. She bore no children for me to father and enjoy. It was her choice, not mine. No one knows that secret either but me. Suddenly there was light from atop this hole and into my living quarters. I peered above the torn wooden planks and saw nothing but a solitary candle illuminating the room as best it could. Climbing out of the floor, I patted off the dust and the dirt. I squinted my eyes and peered all around the room to find anything out of place, but there was nothing, nothing at all. All at once, there came a knock at my door. I wondered who it could possibly be at an hour this seemingly late. Blast this daylight savings. I grabbed the candle and made my way to the door. No locking mechanism. Who am I to fear any man or monster? The door was suddenly opened by the unexpected visitor. But where were they? I stepped onto my porch and peered into the 6 p.m. evening, only to not find a soul. Upon shutting my door, I spun round to find myself locking eyes with her. She stood opposite the room of me and wouldn't blink. It was difficult to assume either pain or anger was expelled all across her face. She was too solid to be a specter, but too transparent to be a human. To what were my eyes gazing? Finally she moved. Her blue lips mouthed the single word. I felt as if I was asked what God's appearance looked like. I had no words. Her arm reached out towards me, and she outstretched her fingers. Was this it? Was I finally getting my opportunity to bask selfishly in the presence of this angel? I took one slow step to her side of the room. Then I took another. My gaze never left hers. It almost felt like the more I stepped in her direction, the further away she drifted. My determination got the better of me, and I began to walk faster, and then I was in the same full-blown sprint that cracked her neck. She held her palm into the air, and I stopped immediately. After some time, 
had passed by. She began to mouth something I couldn't decipher. I grew frustrated and impatient. What's one more step going to hurt, I thought. Oof. I had fallen through the hole in my floor and onto my back. The very same makeshift coffin I used for the nameless angel. I was numb and oh so tired all of a sudden. She stepped into frame as my eyes stared out at the ceiling and began to shut for good. The story has no title. Doesn't really have a plot. I kind of just wrote down whatever come to mind. I grew up and still am a really big Edgar Allan Poe fan. I find myself writing or I find myself inspired by him to write the in a similar kind of way that he does or that he did. God bless the dead. Anyway, that was my story. I don't have a title like I previously mentioned. Um, Feel free to leave some feedback on my Facebook page. Um, Slide into my DMs with some feedback. Smash that like button. Share it with your friends. Let them know that this mediocre podcast made you wet your pants just a little bit from fear. And we'll call it even. Have a good night. And remember, stay spooky. Spooky.